0: What's up, children of the 80s? Yes, we need to come up with some more episode ideas that are radical, bitchin' to the max, and, um, uh, yes, totally tubular. Thank you, Dr. Amy. Thank you so much for your patience. We promise we'll be back really soon. Doctor Amy, yes. Good to see you. Quick question. If you had your own time machine, where? Hmm, is that how you get your youthful good looks <laughs> <laughs> and your personal fortune? <laughs> okay. If you had your own time machine, where or I guess when would you go? When I go? Yeah. Right. Yes. Sure. 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 Once you're filthy rich. Mm
1: hmm.
2: Oh jeez. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> I don't know that could end up like Marty McFly and his kids are a problem. I don't know. And that's and that leads into my answer to this question. My answer is I wouldn't go anywhere. Because I have seen enough time travel movies to know that time travel is very dangerous. And unless you're in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, it is not going to work out in the end. And so no time travel for me. Thank you very much. Okay? (laughs) It's not worth it, people. I'm Aaron Selbig. and we are the latchkey kids mm-hmm let's party let's go back in time with the power of love okay, we can't do the whole well, maybe we can yeah, we need some saxophones up in here is what we need. <laughs> I have one of those. Yes, I should have put it on right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can get one. You can get one. We're going to talk about it later. I'm going to tell you where you can buy a gently used DMC DeLorean and how much it's going to cost you. They're surprisingly affordable. <laughs>
1: huh. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, okay.
0: Well, there's two problems with that. One, the DeLorean is a two-seater, and there's no room for our luggage for a cross-country trip. And two, they are notorious pieces of crap, and there's no way it would make it on a trip across the country. (laughs) Sorry to shoot that down right away. We're going to talk today, if you've probably already guessed, and you probably already saw the title, about what we were just talking before the show is maybe the most 80s movie ever made, which is funny considering this is an 80s movie about the 50s. So, and I, I was also thinking, Amy, here's a sign of how old we are. So back in 1985... It was a thing to look back thirty years before, and be nostalgic about the fifties, right? Well, us and this show, the Latchkey Kids, what we do is look back at the eighties. That's even longer ago. <laughs> that would, that would be like it would, it would, it would be like in the eighties being nostalgic for the forties is basically the equivalent of what we're doing here. Yeah. So I just sprouted three new gray hairs while talking about that. Oh back to the future. To the future I'm excited. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Right. <laughs> Michael J Fox My I asked my wife Nova last night. I was like, we're doing this this podcast episode about Back to the Future. What are your thoughts? And she said, "The only reason that I was interested in that movie and even saw it was because I thought Michael J Fox was so cute." So, that got that got Nova into the theaters. Yes. Okay, he's he's still cute too. I know. Huh. Oh my God! I have a million favorite scenes. Uh, I probably just the whole fish under the sea dance. Um. That's. That that's one of the that's one of the running gags of the of Back to the Future is the uh of uh, the sister Marty McFly's sister calls it the Fish Under the Sea dance but but you're right you're right it is it is the Enchantment Under the Sea dance but you know the whole thing where Marty it starts playing the guitar he starts playing Johnny B good George finally punches out the bully Biff Tannen you know that whole scene is, is just and the music is great like it's just awesome it's a really good you know climax to the film and then I also I also like the scene where Marty is trying to uh, uh, influence his younger the younger version of his dad and so he puts on the like hazmat suit and he has his Walkman with Eddie Van Halen on it and he says he's Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan <laughs> I love that. And then, of course, and I rewatched this scene this morning just because I was thinking about it. And it is hilarious. When Marty McFly, uh, uh, the skateboard scene where he escapes on the skateboard all through the town square of Hill Valley. And then Biff ends up getting a truckload of manure dumped in his car. Yes. Yes. I I love it. Also a recurring gag in the movies.
2: Yes. Mm hmm.
1: Sure, uh, he's so talks, Yes, I so so um, Yeah, the and kind of crazy
2: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: She's like looking at his underwear and
2: everything. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) right. Well, yes, that is funny. That's, yeah, you probably don't want to know what your parents were like 30 years ago. Yeah. And that, that, just that whole relationship. I I was really like trying to analyze, go deep and analyze this movie like like a film critic would. And to me the the thing that really makes it all come together is the the chemistry between Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. The two of them together. Just what a pair. You know what a pair. They were they were perfect together. They really were. I agree. I agree. Lines, um let's see. Well of course great scott uh there's that one um if you're gonna build a time machine into a car why not do it with some style that's a good one um i like when biff says now why don't you make like a tree and get out of (laughs) here And then, probably my favorite one that I remember just laughing my head off when I was 13 years old when this movie first came out was George when he first gets up the courage to go talk to Lorraine and he says, Lorraine, I am your density.
2: <laughs>
0: You're right. Out of a DeLorean,
1: <laughs>
0: we don't need roads. Yes, classic, classic. Dr. Amy, do you have any fun facts about Back to the Future for us?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Really? Did you find that on top of grandma's toilet? Is that where you got it? Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. I used to read the, the hell out of that. You know, <laughs> those are great.
1: Back right. to the Future, of course, is a 1985 American science fiction film directed by Robert Semeckis. The teen mm-hmm. play was written by, by uh, he and Bob Dale. So, Christopher Lloyd, really you love, Leah Hansen, yeah. fantastic, Kristen Grover, and Thomas F. Wilson. So, set in 1985, the story follows Marty McFly, okay, played by Fox. A filmmaker accidentally sent back to 1955...
0: <laughs> this movie sounds wild. Like, I'm pretending I've never heard of this before. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell kind of a movie is this?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: his brother and sister, too. Yeah. hmm Back to the Future. I would, I would like to point out one thing and credit a lot of credit to Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who wrote this, and Robert Zemeckis directed. it. However, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg was executive producer of all all three Back to the Future films, and and we're going to talk about the sequels a little bit later. I just want to say. Steven Spielberg's fingerprints are all over this movie and you can just kind of tell there are like the skateboard scene right. that feels like a Steven Spielberg thing. You know what I mean? It feels right. like it could have been out of E.T., you know, right. it's just uh, so if it, if it feels like a Steven Spielberg movie, it's because it right. kind of is.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs>
0: I love that movie. I remember that that movie was shot in Arizona. I think, yes. Uh, you keep going. I'm gonna Google that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it was. But yes, okay. Yes, it was filmed in Mesa. It was filmed. Yeah, uh, it was filmed. I, it was filmed. <laughs> It was filmed at the Darner Chrysler Plymouth dealership in Mesa, Arizona in 1979. That's the year before we moved there. Yes. How about that? Wow. That's a fun fact about a t- entirely different
2: movie. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: right and he's like would you have been friends like I, you know if I had hmm. been family? and I thought that too like when you're looking at you know, young brothers you see like the cool young version of your parents you're like hmm that's interesting I wonder what they were like, you know at that time um so huh. that
0: kind of this idea of traveling back in time and meeting your parents and I think and I, true. I true. think our our dad would have thought we were dorks and probably would have had nothing to do with us <laughs> uh Mom was maybe, t- yeah. Mom would have liked you.
2: <laughs>
0: we should probably not. We should probably not go down that rabbit hole. Okay, let's keep moving along. hmm Yeah. The the message wanted to
2: tell you that got love it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right. That is great. <laughs> yeah, like we would really do that. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. He, was, he was, was doing family ties.
1: ties. Yeah. 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 Um, with the shooting schedule because he's also doing the TV show. And
2: so mm-hmm. uh, they just had to go a different direction, and that didn't go well, and then you know, they came back eventually, not that's what they thought. But a the
0: lot of um, actors led to this role in, and some of were very including oh, yeah? Johnny Depp and Ben Stiller. <laughs> Johnny Depp would have been terrible. Okay. Ben Stiller, maybe? I don't know. Maybe yeah there was an original Marty though that that I've seen this on YouTube. You can find clips of this because they actually started shooting this movie with somebody who was not Michael J. Fox yeah yeah the diner scene you can find i think you can find it on youtube uh the diner scene with eric stoltz is in it and it's like you know eric stoltz was fine you know yeah but not as good not as good as michael j fox though yeah right no yes yes and michael j fox would have been a terrible heroin dealer in pulp fiction so you know it it evens out it evens out yeah, right so, so anyway, Yep. get out of here eric stults <laughs> oh. that's too bad that is a bummer yeah, yeah. yeah he recovered nicely though yeah he's fine he's
1: okay yeah
0: Oh, my God! Are you serious? Jeez! Yes. that is a tough schedule Good so he's shooting he's basically doing an his acting job for fifteen hours a day. That's crazy, okay.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And
0: Yeah. He's like kind of hunched over, yeah.
1: Guy. Yeah. And, uh,
0: Really? Who was the original girlfriend? Jennifer was her name, by the way. Yeah. (gasps) I know Melora Harden. Jan! She's Jan! Oh, she's amazing. She's so great. Yeah. She is really tall, too, I think. It seems like she is. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I kind of want to see Melora Hardin now. Huh. Interesting. Okay. What? What are you talking about? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's like who's the president? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, who's who's the first lady? Jane Mansfield?
2: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh, He actually
0: uh, that's as he shot down the Democrats infrastructure package. <laughs> hey I you know what I gotta say, I I I saw I you I saw this in the notes and I have never heard this before. I did not know they had to for, I I don't understand why would this have to be approved by Ronald Reagan? This is America. You can even if they said critical things of Reagan, which they don't. Who cares? They don't need his his approval. I don't get it. Who cares what he thinks? Ugh. And that's not a political statement. If you love Ronald Reagan, that's fine. But I'm, who cares what the president thinks about what is in a movie or not? You know, I don't get that. I don't get that. Okay. Huh. Einstein. I love Einstein. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's in the car when it zips off. And yeah. In the test test module, he goes ahead in time, like one minute or something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was that Ronald Reagan's idea? (laughs) Oh, God. No, yeah, really. Wow, that guy is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, a chimp. Come
2: on,
1: <laughs>
2: it's huge, it's weird.
0: And they're
2: and they're yeah.
0: Multiple songs, um, yeah. He yeah. He, he's, in he's in it. Yeah, show. he's in it. Yeah, I re- I recognize him because I mean this seems weird to say now because I can think of no band that was such a huge deal and then just completely disappeared yeah. more than Huey Lewis in the news. You never hear anything about them anymore. You don't even hear their music on, like, classic rock stations at all. It's strange. They've completely fallen out of favor. But in 1985, they were huge. They had multiple top ten hits, and they were a huge thing. And everybody recognized Huey Lewis. And, yeah, I assume he was a judge At the beginning of the movie, the Battle of the Bands competition, he was wearing glasses. Yeah, that was was Huey Lewis. (laughs) Right. (gasps) Whoa. Maybe they went all the way to 2015 and they realized this kind of music doesn't have any staying power. (laughs) We need to go back to 1985. Hey, I have a... Can I take a little side detour on Huey Lewis and the News for a second? I have always thought that it was very strange. Do you know where the band Huey Lewis and the New- News is from? Where they came up? It's close to home for you. I know. Yeah, Des Moines, right? Exactly. They feel like they should be from like Des Moines, Indianapolis, I don't know, St. Louis. Yeah kansas city they're they're from san francisco california they're from like one of the hippest cities in the country they came up in the same city at the same time as like carlos santana and the grateful dead it also produced huey lewis in the news somehow it doesn't make any sense to me ah there must be a time machine involved that's the only answer yes Oh, let's it's, get into this. <laughs> it's great. What a great idea. Great idea.
1: So, um, of
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: But they and, and talked about using a, refrigerator, a refrigerator. <laughs>
0: Well, you can't do that. Did they not see the very special episode of Punky Brewster where Punky Brewster got stuck inside the refrigerator?
1: (laughs) Didn't they see that?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yes. That makes 32 consecutive episodes out of 32 possible episodes where we have mentioned... The episode of Punky Brewster, where Punky Brewster gets stuck inside a refrigerator. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, that could have been cool. Perfect. Perfect. I love love it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and then you wonder why, and they actually have a quick explanation and Doc Brown has a quote that says that the car's stainless steel body improves the flux dispersal generated by the flux capacitor, and this in turn allows the vehicle smooth smashes through the space-time continuum. So in case you were wondering why, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course he was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun side note. As we mentioned earlier, I did some shopping online uh, before the episode to see the the name of the company that John DeLorean founded is called DMC. So a DMC DeLorean from the '80s. Uh, they only made them. They didn't make them very long, and honestly, that's because they're notoriously terrible. They're not good cars. They're really bad. <laughs> they're really bad cars. They look cool, but functionally they're they are awful, is from what I understand. But if you want to buy one or I don't know, Dr. Amy, if we wanna like pull our money together, maybe some of our super fans wanna like send us a check. We can go in and we can buy the Latchkey Kids DeLorean, which would be very on brand. You can pick up a clean, low mileage. DeLorean for around fifty to sixty thousand dollars. That's it. I know, right? Not bad. Yeah. I know. It's surprisingly affordable. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and and then I, I also before we before we uh, go eighty-eight miles per hour away from this topic. <clears throat> I have a not-so-fun side fact about DeLoreans, and that is the fact that in October of 1982, John DeLorean was charged with cocaine trafficking. Uh, He agreed, according to prosecutors, he financed a scheme to sell 220 pounds of cocaine worth approximately $24 million dollars. his trial ended in a not guilty verdict in August of 1984, but by that time, and by the time the movie came out, DMC, the, his company, had declared bank, bankruptcy and was no longer building cars. So, There's yeah. A, a I I oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Okay. Oh, All right. Yes. yes.
2: Right. Well, yeah. Uh, so Aaron,
1: you
2: scene, of course, of oh, yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. in, uh, Good,
0: yes. In thing, like with Chuck Berry's cousin, 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 Marvin Berry. <laughs> exactly. so <that> uh. <laughs> be um, so oh, my cousin? God. Was wow. it that Sid guy that wanted to That's cut, cousin cut cousin it? Cousin Was cousin he a, <laughs> Is he having one of his bad ideas?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah <laughs> But, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: good. Thank goodness. That was my favorite part. That that made me want to play the guitar that scene. It really did. Yeah. It was so cool. He was doing the duck walk. He was on his back. He was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> sure. that what? And really? Of course, a classic ride at Universal Studios. It was about ride yep. that was
1: by the ride. And then, for some reason, at some point, there was a chicken place that was at, Justin, and-
0: at Universal Studios? Or <laughs> where I was have this? No idea. I have no idea. Had that chicken, but you know, Okay. There I don't there. get it. Doc Brown was from California, not exactly known for their fried chicken. I don't, I don't get it. No. All right, thank you, Doctor Amy, for those wonderful fun facts. Uh, in a second, we're we're we're. Gonna, I I went and did my own research, which is something I rarely do on this program. I'll be honest, but I I, I happen to know there are a ton of Easter eggs. Easter eggs being basically little hidden little details. That are there there for you to kind of notice. Uh, there are there's an endless Easter eggs in all three Back to the Future movies, and there's a bunch of running gags, and we're gonna get into those. I do I think we should say the sequels. Back to the Future Two is where Marty and Doc go to 2015. Right, they go to 2015, and uh, they go and because there's a problem with 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 Marty's kids and then Biff steals a uh a sports book thing and then he goes back in time and he makes a bunch of he gives it to himself he makes a bunch of money and then there's this like alternative universe 1985 where Biff is like the president and everything's gone to hell and Lorraine is like his concubine or something and then that movie kind of goes off the rails but back to the future 3 they go back in time to 1885, where Doc has decided to basically retire. And, but they have to go back because he finds out he's going to be shot to death by an ancestor of, guess who, the bully Biff Tannen. Uh, and so Marty goes back to save him, and he falls in love with Mary Steenburgen. And it's like a whole thing. And that movie, I'll tell you, the second Back to the Future 2, for me, was a bit of a disappointment. But I liked the third one a lot. I really did. I thought it was very cute, and ZZ Top was in it, you know? It was fun. It's a fun movie. I want to ask you, Dr. Amy, how many times have you seen the original Back to the Future movie? Yeah? For sure. Oh, I've I've seen it way more than 20 times. I've probably... I don't know how many times I've seen it, but yeah, I'm like you. If it's on, sure, I'm there, Uh, but a lot. Not as many as Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but yeah, I don't know. A lot. Um, Have you shown Back to the Future to your kids? And if so, what did they think? And would you show it to your grandchildren? Oh. Kind, <laughs> kind of like E.T., it just doesn't resonate anymore? Yeah. I Yes, and same result. I don't think they were really. They were like, yeah, this is entertaining, I guess, but I don't know who cares about. Cuz to them, 1955, that's like must, might as well be like ancient Greece, you know? That's like it's so long ago it just doesn't even doesn't matter. You know? These kids today, they're not nostalgic like we are, right? Yeah, they will be. It's coming. Do you want to get into a few Easter eggs? Oh, please. Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay. I have. There are a bunch of these, and, I, and some of them I knew about, and some of them I got from a website called Den of Geek. If you go there and you search for Easter eggs from Back to the Future, you'll find they, they literally have like 100 of them. Okay, so the number one, Statler Toyota at the very at the very beginning of Back to the Future you hear an ad on the radio in 1985 for Statler Toyota and then if you're paying close attention you will see that there is a Statler dealership in every iteration of Hill Valley in 18 in 1885 it's Honest Joe Statler's Fine Horses in 1955 it's Statler Studebaker and in 2015 it's Statler Pontiac so Yes. Isn't that fun? And then The Honeymooners, the show The Honeymooners with Jackie Gleason. If you remember, in the beginning of Back to the Future, the McFly sit down to dinner in 1985, and on the TV is an old episode of The Honeymooners from the 50s. And the plot is about a guy dressing up in a spaceman outfit, and it kind of presages Marty dressing up as a spaceman in order to scare George. And you'll notice that no one is really paying attention to it except for George McFly, the dad, and he's laughing his head off. So that kind of that kind of tracks. And then later, when Marty goes back to 1955 and he's at his mom, Lorraine's house, that family is watching that same episode as it's brand new on their brand new television in 1955. Same show. Yes, he's a science fiction writer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if he has horrible nightmares about what did he think when Star Wars came out and that and there was a character called Darth Vader. Right? That had to be a weird experience for him, right? Okay. So Jaws nineteen. In in Back to the Future Two. They go to the town square in Hill Valley and there's a holographic ad for Jaws 19 where the shark is like coming at you, you know, and it's biting you. Uh, By the time that movie was released in 1989, there would already been four Jaws films. And if you remember, the original Jaws was Steven Spielberg's breakout hit that made him a star. And so that's kind of a tie in. But there's even more. If you look at the ad. Uh, In 2015 Hill Valley, it says the director of Jaws 19 is Max Spielberg. That's the real name of Steven Spielberg's son, who was born in 1985. (gasps) What? How about that? Okay, another one similar to uh, the uh, Honest Joe Statler's fine automobiles. In, In 1885 uh, uh, in Back to the Future Three, there's an A Jones manure hauling, <laughs> and apparently this is a hill valley tradition. Uh, the Jones family of manure dealers, because in 1955 they've become D Jones manure hauling. <laughs> but you will find you will find that apparently by 1985 there's no longer a requirement for manure hauling services. Apparently. And then, Dr. Amy, I've saved the best Easter egg for last. And some people have said, this is the most famous Easter egg in movie history. This one's well-known. Maybe you've heard about it. It's the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. So, in and, and the beginning, when Marty meets uh, uh, Doc at the mall, the sign for the mall says the Twin Pines Mall. And there's a little picture of two pine trees. And they go and the Libyan terrorists come and he goes back to 1955 and he ends up in a barn on uh, he ends up in a barn. um, and, and there's also a little thing where Doc says something about the old man. What's his name? And has had a dream to grow pine trees or something. And so he ends up in this barn and then the farmer comes out shooting at him and he hops in the DeLorean and he drives away as he drives away you'll notice there's two pine trees and he runs over one of them. And then later at the end of the movie, when he goes back to try to save Doc Brown's life, the name of the ball is now the Lone Pine Maw. That's a lot of effort to go into an Easter egg in a movie. And it, it gives you an idea of the just the the thought and preparation that went into all three of these movies is just nuts. It really is. It's really something. It's really something. So Back to the Future is not just our little, it's not just us people, okay? Uh, this, This movie was a very big deal. In 1985, it made a ton of money. It was a huge hit. It made over $380 million, and it was the highest grossing film of the year. How about
1: that?
2: Yeah,
0: It certainly was It was nominated for four Academy Awards It won one for sound effects editing In 2004, the New York Times listed Back to the Future as one of the 1,000 best movies ever Popular Mechanics uh, I've got a whole list of prestige here Here we go Popular Mechanics magazine named Back to the Future as the best time travel film ever made. Okay. Um, And here you go. Here's a good one. In 2007, the United States Library of Congress selected Back to the Future for preservation in the National Film Registry. How about that? Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, Are you familiar with the... You've probably seen on Facebook over the years... (gasps) Today is the day from Back to the Future. And they have a little image of the dashboard in the DeLorean. Yes. Well, unless you saw that on October 21st of 2015, it was a hoax. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out it's really easy to manipulate those digital alarm clock numbers from 1985, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everybody knows how that works, though. You have you have a little triangle thing with three little things that go into it and they light up. And that and then once you reach 88 miles per hour, then you can go in time travel. Yeah, it's simple, really. Back to the future. Oh, my gosh. the puffy vest, all of it. Yes. Great stuff. If you, if you have never seen it and you've listened to this entire podcast, you probably feel like you've seen it now, but we still, we still, yeah, you don't need to see it now. You, yeah. Uh, no, you do. You do go see it. It is, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. That is speaking of a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I would like to give, oh, I'd like to give a shout out to our super fans, uh, everybody out there who, uh, has been helping us. Um, if you're not friends with us on Facebook, go find the latchkey kids podcast page on Facebook. What we do pretty often is we'll solicit ideas for future episodes. And I just want to thank all the people who have done that. I mean, a lot of them, Amy, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yes.
0: And then the other thing you can do that really helps a lot is just tell a friend, you know, word of mouth is is I still think is the best way to spread the word about something that you really like and if you like this podcast and you like starting your week off with some fun and listening to Dr. Amy's fun facts about back to the future uh tell your grandma, tell your cousin, tell your aunt uh tell everyone and then yeah and then we can spread the love further all over uh the globe. Um uh, give us a review, tell a friend, find us on Facebook. I think we covered all our bases. And that's the power of love. Bam, bam, bam. the power of love alright goodbye everybody. don't
2: take my